The following contest is scheduled for one fall! I've seen that man before, that's Randy Phil. The other one's some kind of half-man, half-monkey. It's a massive duplex and not one dragon in sight. Hello, you beautiful sweaty marks. And all you lovely shaggers out there. Episode 24, Snapdragon Duplex. We're covering Dynamite. Last week, what was that? May the 19th? I should probably prepare for this better. Every time I start, I forget the fucking date. May 19th, right? We're covering that dynamite. Randy's away, I'm at home, so let's push you over to Randy Phil. So here we are again. Another Wednesday night's came and gone. Another episode of Dynamite has came and gone. This one was the pre-pre-Dynamite before Double or Nothing. So let's get to business and we kick it off with Christian Cage versus Matt Seidel. A fairly okay match. It was mm. fucking quite offensive both ways. Could have went either way. But Christian wins. He has outworked Matt Seidel. Now with a record mm-hmm. of 3-0. Fairly okay match. Taz on commentary. Doing what Taz does. Fucking, he's just good on commentary, isn't he? Yeah. Miss having him on commentary. I never got any of the TNA stuff. I liked when he was on SmackDown. And I'm liking the appearances that he does now and again on AEW. Aye. After the match, Taz is getting worked up at commentary, shouting abuse at Matt Seidel, shouting abuse at Christian. Can't remember what he says, but the fucking point gets across anyway. They were both getting abused by a wee man in a suit. He's <laughs> not even in a suit anymore, is he? No. Doesn't uh, matter. Yeah. Taz is getting worked no. up. And then here comes Ricky Starks out to back him up, looking suave as fuck in that suit, to be fair. Yeah. And I forgot how good Ricky Starks is on the mic because you don't really hear much from him whenever they're in Team Taz because it is Team Taz because it's in the fucking name, isn't it? It's Taz's team. Taz does the fucking talking for them. Mm -hmm. But Ricky Starks doesn't need it. He's there to just fucking, don't know, get more TV time, but he doesn't need fucking M.D.B.'s mic man. He has his own mic man. Yeah. He's in this fucking suit. He's Guy and Christian and Matt Seidel a bit of grief. Uh And then the rest of Team Taz jumped them from behind. Fucking hangman Adam Page doesn't take too kind to that because he's got beef with Brian Cage. Mm. He comes out, he literally gives Ricky Starks his beer and it's a hold my beer moment yeah. whilst he goes to the ring and he tries to beat down Team Taz as much as he can. The numbers catch up on him. He catches himself an absolute whipping of a Team Taz Ricky Starks just makes his way down to the ring with Adam Page's beer in hand and just fucking has it sell, doesn't he? I just like the arrogance of Ricky Starks there just drinking Adam Page's beer. It was fun. Yeah. It was a fun spot. What did you make of the match, Mikey? What did you make of the aftermath? How long do you give Christian this outwork everyone? I would say give him between 6 to 10 matches undefeated. Give him a good streak. Then who... Who do you put in as the one to beat him? Who would defeat Christian Cage? Who can Christian Cage not outwork? Could you do MJF like after he's finished with the Pinnacle bullshit now? Well, no fucking Pinnacle, but the Pinnacle versus Inner Circle still have him as part of the Pinnacle, but mm. MJF defeats Christian and gives him his first loss. Maybe. Who else would you like to see Christian fight? I would love like a Christian Jericho thing. Yeah. Down the line at some point, but you're going to struggle to get both of them as a or one of them as a heel now. Christian Cage versus Jericho WrestleMania 20 rematch. Throw Trish in there as a special guest referee. 
What do you make of the match, Mikey? What do you think's fucking leading with all of this? Is Adam Page going to get the upper hand at double or nothing against Brian Cage? Yeah, well, I don't know, mate. I mean, it was pretty fucking... It was pretty boring, really, I thought, the match. It, was, it, it wasn't bad. It just didn't do anything for me. Christian went in with the kill switch. Yeah, you know what, man? There just wasn't really anything notable to note. Fucking what a smart wee phrase that was. Um, Ricky Starks out afterwards. Sneak attack from Hook and his Taz team mates. <laughs> his Daz mates. Uh, then Adam Page in to save Christian Cage from Brian Cage, the Sage Mage of Rage, whoever the fuck. Yeah, I don't know, man. Just didn't do much for me. Christian, yeah, give him a streak. It's going to be a big rub. If you, if you give him a huge streak, it's going to be a big rub on whoever beats him. So I don't think MJF needs it because he's already the top heel now. So do you have someone who's just coming in? Someone new? Some Someone debut and beat him in the first match? Could that someone be Samoa Joe? I'd like that. Uh, uh, people who are already there? I don't really know. It, it it would have been a good one for Darby Allen if he hadn't had the title run. But he's had the title run, so he doesn't need the rub. So, Lance Archer, maybe? Miro beats Lance Archer. Lance Archer beats Christian to get a bit of um, clout back. Who knows, mate? Who knows? Yeah, so then there was a wee promo from the Varsity Blondes ahead of their match with the Young Bucks later on. Julia Hart, who got beat by... Who battered her the other week? Was it... Thunder Rosa was a Brit Baker. Who knows? One of the top lasses batted Julia Hart the other week, and now she's part of the Varsity Blondes. And yeah, I mean the Var- what the Varsity Blondes saying that the Young Bucks need a reality check, and I was like, well, what's the reality check here, mate? That you guys win, you guys win. The only reality check we need about you guys is Randy's reality check for keep picking you every week as going to win. So they just basically say that they're going to beat up the Young Bucks. Whoop to do. Next match was John Moxley, Eddie Kingston versus the Acclaimed. So there's a couple of promos before the match. You had John Moxley, Eddie were saying that they don't know what a super kick party is. So don't worry, Randy, you're not alone. You're not alone. The Acclaimed did a wee promo as well. They called John Moxley the lunatic cringe, which made me laugh. That's pretty fucking funny. Um, then we cut to the match. Moxley and Eddie came out to Wild Thing, but it wasn't the Trogs version this time. It was a version, I had to Google it, it's a version of the song by a band called X. So, I, to be honest, I preferred the Trogs version. It was unique, it was different, it was cool, kind of, I said it last week, It was because it was so stripped back, it felt really legit. This one feels a bit like Ronda Rousey, if you know what I mean, this version of the song. So, yeah, they're out in the ring. Then you got The Claimed come out and Max Caster doing his usual, absolutely tearing people apart on the mic. And he says that Renee Young is hitting him up for oral sessions, which is the name of her podcast, by the way. And it's hilariously out of order. And you can't do that to Renee Young, of all people. She's lovely. You can't say that, meh. <laughs> it was funny, though. But then, um, yeah... Good, good, solid match. You know, it, it wasn't great. I expected more out of this match than we got, probably because I love the acclaimed and John Moxley, and Eddie Kingston. Man, I mean, you just they don't really miss, do they? I mean, they're, they're usually really fun to watch. So I expected a lot more, and this kind of fell a wee bit short of what I expected. It was a bit lackluster. 
I loved the finish though. Uh, Eddie Kingston pulling Anthony Bowens up. He had him in a wheelbarrow position and then pulled him up. John Moxley hit the paradigm shift. Really cool tag team finish. So Varsity Blondes cutting a promo for fighting the Young Bucks later on. Bored me. Nothing there. Skip. <laughs> Next. Moxley and Kingston promo. Yeah, it was fun shit, wasn't it? Saying that they're taking on the acclaimed. One of them's a rapper and the other one is the friend of a rapper. I enjoyed that. A wee fucking dig at them. Pretty much saying there is a Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty <laughs> tension here. And that would be cool. Like, this would be a tag split that I'd be down with for the acclaimed Max Caster mm-hmm. and Anthony Bones. And they're pretty much like, no, Max Caster's yeah. the star. That would be cool. Like to see that in the future. And then the acclaimed had a promo. I didn't fucking pay much attention mm-hmm. to that. They bored me a wee bit. Tag match itself. We got the fucking wild thing tune, but we had yeah. a different one for last week. And this is the one that Tony Khan has bought the rights to. Oh, dick. I didn't like the one last week, and I dislike this one more. <laughs> I like this one less. Is that the same thing I've said twice? Aye. I hope so. Either way, I don't like the tune, nah. and I liked it less this week. It was a fun match. I liked the match. Fucking Moxley and Kingston were just doing heel shit, even though they're a face team. Only some people can get away with it. Like, New Day done it at WrestleMania against AJ Styles and Umos. Mm-hmm. Don't abuse it, though. Don't fucking do it more than you need to. It was fun. We enjoyed it. Take it fucking, like, be a face team for now on going forward. We're cool with it. I liked the fucking cool finish they done for it. John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston got one of them in a fucking wheelbarrow, and John Moxley hit the paradigm shift. Aye. It was a cool finisher, duo move, whatever. Loved it. Now, I'm not sure what happened going into this match. Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, would they say that they were ranked two or four and that they acclaimed were ranked number three? I'm going to cover this at the end once we fucking shot through it all. And I know I say all the time, oh, I'm going to cover this, I've got it, don't (laughs) worry. This time, it was wrote down, it's included in the notes for the end that I've went back to reference it. Mm Mm-hmm. John Moxley and Eddie Kingston are ranked number two or four or whatever. Yeah. Because it kind of fucking eaten away at me a wee bit. So we're covering it later. But one question that I've got now for you is, Mikey, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston and this whole stuff happening now, was it intentional? Or was, like, this story a happy accident from the shite finish of the death match? Were they supposed to be taking on the young bucks in the elite this early? Mm. Or is it just like, well, we can't fucking write the boys off TV after that shite fucking explosion? Yeah. And they've just fell into like this happy wee feud? Yeah, I think it's that. What do you make? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's that. It's got to be that. I mean, if the explosion went ahead as mad as they said it was going to be, they would have been written off because they're not WWE... They're not going to have fucking... trying to think of a good WWE one where someone basically died and then just turned up the next day like nothing happened. I mean, it happens every week, so who the fuck, you know what I mean? But, yeah, they don't really play by that rule, so... Well, I guess they kind of do, because Jericho showed up, didn't they? After he got thrown off the fucking cell. But he's got a broken arm, so it's a bit different. Anyway, right, so then that cuts us to a promo. Chris Jericho with... I say a promo, it's more of an interview. Chris Jericho with Alex Marvez... Marvez is asking him if he's going to accept the challenge of the Stadium Stampede to Electric Boogaloo. And he says, Ah, I'm not going to spoil it for you, mate. Fucking spoil it. It's just early doors in the fucking show, mate. You know what I mean? Relax. Keep your fucking hair on. Keep your glasses on, mate. 
You'll let him know later on. Dean Malenko's there too. It's kind of cool, but strange. Um, then they have a bit of a crack between themselves about the man of a thousand holds. And Malenko's like, yeah, you know, you know, four more than me. And Jericho's like, yeah, well, I've forgotten a few. And I thought it was quite funny. We throw back for people who might remember WCW. That cost us with another interview. We got Tony the Shagger this time interviewing Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. So they're all in the ring. And as soon as you know there's an interview in the ring, you know there's going to be a stramash. It's just fucking obvious. It's like as soon as a couple starts shagging in a horror movie, you know they're going to fucking die. Alright? It's just. It's not even foreshadowing. It's just a something you just fucking know. It's a rule. It's a fucking rule, right? If you get interviewed in the ring by Tony the Shagger, Tony the Shagger's going to have to run away pretty soon. I reckon he's got his fucking running boots on, ready to go, every time he goes out for a fucking interview. He's going to start being like, lads, it's alright if we do the interviews in like a locked room so I don't fucking potentially get hit in a stramash. And everyone's like, no man, you'll be sound, it won't happen this time, go to the ring, go to the ring, don't worry man, it'll be fine. So anyway, um, you got Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, these lads, they're implying that they are the reason that Darby lost the belt because they flung him down the stairs. And... Ethan Page is like, oh, but that's not to say, like, Miro didn't do anything, because, you know, fair play, Miro, you're a big, strong boy, but, um, it's a little bit my fault, it's a little bit me, you know, it's kind of me, also you, Miro, but kind of me, and, yeah, he wants to take everything away from Darby, he says he'll be the nail in his coffin, and then the lights go out, and here comes Darby's stepdad, Sting, and then Darby with a skateboard, and then there's a wee stramash. It's not a big stramash, it's like a diet stramash. A stramash light. And as the two cunts are running away, Dark Order pop out to cut them off on the ramp, which forces them to go around the stage to the left to get out of there. It makes me think, do you reckon Darby and Sting would be a good addition to the Dark Order? Maybe Sting being the new head of the Dark Order. That'd be pretty cool. And you can make them like a... Oh god, it's like if Retribution were actually good. Ooh. You can make them something, you know what I mean, you can make them a fucking force to be reckoned with. And you could keep them funny. You could do all of it, you could do it all. Then we cut to the pinnacle, having a scan. So, for our American friends, that means having their dinner. Um, Wardlow is tanning a bottle of wine. And Dax starts cutting a promo on Chris Jericho, basically just calling him a twat who's making a mockery of wrestling. And he's holding up his glass of wine, which is already full, by the way, um, signalling the waiter to top it up. So the waiter comes over and he, I'm not even kidding, I counted. There was like two drops of wine he put in, like a wee... That was it. And fucking Sean Spears holding his glass up empty and he walks straight past him and starts topping up Dax's thing with two drops. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? slams his head off the table and starts smashing the fuck out because he didn't get a drink and then he smashes the bottle of wine and everyone and Tully's like mate fucking relax alright you'll get a drink you'll get a drink just chill I mean chill we're not those kind of people anymore it was good inner circle not the inner circle fucking MGF's outer circle they're fucking raging because they've not got a reply yet and they're just total cunts now there's no jokiness anymore with MGF he's just straight up dick so yeah interesting right so that cuts us to the next match it was Rebel not Reba 
versus Hikaru Shida. And let's find out what Randy has to say about this. So I've got some more backstage promos and segments. I'm just going to fucking blast through these. What is the first one we had? It was a wee fucking... Right, I, I like this one. Chris Jericho is backstage with Dean Malenko and Alex Marvez interrupts him. And I think it was just a... Oh, is the inner circle going to respond to the Pinnacles challenge? And I can't remember what Jericho said. They fucked him off. But it was just a fun wee bit because uh, Jericho turns to Marvez and says, you don't want to upset the man with a thousand holds. Talking about Dean Malenko and then Dean Malenko replies with, oh, you've still got a thousand and four. And Jericho says, I might have forgotten a few. It's just a nice wee throwback from their feud back in WCW. It was Dean Malenko, the man of a thousand and one holds or a thousand holds. And Jericho is saying, ah, oh, you've got a thousand, I've got a thousand and four, mate. I know four <laughs> more holds than you do. It was a good feud that was pretty funny. It's one of the, Chris Jericho cut one of the best promos during it, where he went out to a crowd with a list, like a big fucking long list. But it's the deal with this guy in lists. And he just started rhyming off every move that he could do. It was like arm bar, arm drag, arm breaker, back breaker. <laughs> back rake and it was just it was fun you had to fucking be there if you weren't there go get the network go get the WWE network look it up or YouTube it it was fucking good right just, just believe me it was good you start paying us for this then thing, after that Tony Schiavone the shagger himself in the ring with the shite sharp club boys Ethan Page and Scorpio <laughs> Sky ugh this was just kind of a wee bit boring, wasn't it? Ethan Page was just saying how he signed to AEW so they could basically kill Darby Allen. I mean, if you want to kill a guy, you don't need to work in the same company as him. <laughs> just go kill him. It's that easy. But Sting and Darby Allen come out. They fucking jump the shite sharp club boys. Whenever Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page are making a break for it, trying to escape the Dark Order, come out of the tunnel and stop them from escaping but they just escape at the other side mm-hmm. this is just a uh, dark order actually being heels again because they could have been there and helped out sooner they definitely didn't help Adam Page when he was getting a fucking beat down so yeah the dark order heels again buzzing they're not heels but it'd be fucking good if they were wouldn't it <laughs> I love the heel dark order get them back yeah and then the other fucking promo was the pinnacle having dinner in a restaurant and Sean Spears is just a raging alcoholic. Been there, mate. <laughs> fucking just give the boy some wine and chill him out. No, just shut him up. What's the deal with the pinnacle? Why are they so raging about having this inner circle thing? They're the one that issued the challenge of Stadium Stampede too. I know. And now they're all pissed off because they accepted the challenge. Again, this is just another thing that makes no sense. Yep. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. It's the Chewbacca defence, in it? <laughs> it makes no sense. Like, that's all I've got for it. That's all I've got for this. Mm-hmm. It was not their best work. No, it was weird. I like Wardlow. Wardlow just looks like an absolute beefcake, and I love him. Mm-hmm. Give me more Wardlow. More beef. So we have these kind of lacklustre backstage segments and promos. And it's followed up with a match. You think it would be a decent match? Nah, not really. It was uh, Hikaru Shida versus Ariba. Nope. 
it Rebel or Reba? Rebel now. I don't know. See, because they say, oh, it's Rebel, not Reba. It totally fucks me up. Mm -hmm. And we both know that I'm not good with names on the best of times. So when they throw this shit at me, (laughs) it just makes me worse. Anyway, the match, what were you expecting? Hikaru Shida to win. Rebel to win due to a screwy finish. Whenever it was this, I just kind of lost interest. You probably lost interest. I'm bored even try to think about it. Hikaru Shida wins with a submission. Britt Baker jumps her after the match. I don't know what it is. It's like they've done good to build the feud so far. They should have just kept them apart until the pay-per-view. Yeah. Not that this has ruined it, but it's just kind of like put a speed bump in the feud. They should have just fucking kept them separate. Big match at the pay-per-view and Britt Baker wins. This just spoiled it. Nothing against the Hikaru Shida and Rebel match. It just didn't do anything for me. I got bored very quickly. Yeah. And I'm not going to force myself to sit through anything that I don't want to. Sorry. Fair play. What did you think of it, Mikey? What are your thoughts on the match? Did you have any spots that you liked? Is there anything from this that I'm missing and you think I'm just being a damn idiot about? Not really. Right, mate. So, uh, the match itself... Not the best. I agree. It was pretty fucking boring, to be honest, man. What's it's yeah, a kind of nothing match. You knew Hikaru Shida was gonna dominate, and whether or not they were gonna cheat to win or whatever, didn't matter. <clears throat> um, so Shida's fucking submission. I'm not kidding. I genuinely thought that Tony the Shagger called it the stretch muff, and I was like, what? And I like rewound it and watched it again. I'm sure he said the stretch muff. But it can't be called the stretch muff. There's no fucking way. I don't know what it's called, right? It's not called the stretch muff, but that's what I heard. And um, I've said muff so many times in this match that it's not even funny. Um, Britt comes in at the end, curb stomps Sheeta into the title belt, and I was like, shite match. But Britt using the curb stomp, pretty cool. Very weasely, very (laughs) era of Seth Rollins. I like that. That was cool, but that and Stretch Muff were the only things I've got written about this match, so that says a lot that it was pretty fucking <laughs> shite. Okay, so next bit was it was um, Kenny Omega, Starfish Island Dawn. They came out in that Starfish Island drip. They were looking like someone that wants to shag your auntie. And they clear out the room. They clear out the room. Orange Cassidy is getting his shoulder I stop, and at this point, I'm like, why is he getting this? Oh, this was videotaped last week, right? So this is last week's crack. So they've cleared out the room to chat to Orange Cassidy as he's icing himself up. And Kenny says that they need Orange Cassidy as the mascot of AEW. They've brought him a legal contract for Orange Cassidy to give up his rights to the Double Nothing match as he's injured. But he still gets to have his dream match with Kenny Omega down the road one day. Just up the road, mate. Up the road. And he pulls the contract out in pure Orange Cassidy fashion, really slowly. Doesn't even look at it. And just rips it. And it starts, they're like, you don't need to rip it again. He just rips it again. And it was excellent. He did it so slowly. That's what made it so funny. And they're going like, no, come on now. Cut orange, cut mate. What you? Oh, come on! All these class. Um, Kenny at one point then says that um 
he could end Orange Cassidy's career, hell, his life, with a one-winged angel. And I was like, mate, if you start working unsafe, I will not be happy. I will not be happy with you. I'm sure that's going to put the fear of fucking God up him, that Mikey Mack would be fucking unhappy with him if he murders someone in live telly. So you better not do it. Cut two. The inner circle, they've got their response to the pinnacle. So, I'm just going to go through this quick because there was a lot of talking for not a lot to say, if you know what I mean. The, the question was, are you guys game to fight us at Stadium Stampede 2? So, Ortiz is game. Sammy Guevara is game. Jake Hager Championships is game. Chris Jericho, Malibu Stacy himself, is game. And they say that they're going to piss all over their graves and jizz all over their faces. Or something like that. So the next thing we got, Jade Cargo backstage promo. And uh, I feel like I've seen this before. I feel like I've seen this before. Um, so your boy... Man in suit. He is back to ask if Jade needs a manager. Maybe his name is Mark? Who knows his name's Mark? There you go. That's the promo. That's the promo summed up for you. There's nothing to it. We've seen this before and we've been forced to see it again. And I'm pretty sure we'll probably see this again at Double or Nothing. So, hold on to your hats and glasses. It's a fucking wild ride. Now, we've got a match. Way, it's been a while. Serena Deeb versus Red Velvet for the NWA Women's World Championship. Which is a long title for a championship, but what can you do? I like this match. This is the first match of the night where I was like, that was a really good match. Uh, Serena Deeb working viciously, really high octane, absolute workhorse. And, I mean, the other wee spots I liked in it. Red Velvet's got this kind of like, she sets you up as if she's going for a 619 and then... Hits you with a back stab. Is it a, is it a meteora? If you're running knees, it's a meteora in the back. So, backstabber is when you kind of pull back in it. Fuck knows. The commentary called it backstabber. I saw it and went, oh, that's like a meteora. Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck cares? But she does a really sloppy moonsault press from the ring apron to the outside, which kind of negated the fact she'd done a really cool move. Um, the Serenity Lock. Serena Deeb does, it's just fucking brutal looking man, it's like a half Boston Crab and a wrist lock kind of combined, or something like a wrist lock, it, I don't even know, I don't know my, my, my holes, if only I had a list of a thousand and four holds that I could look at to figure out what that hold was on the arm, but it was two holds pulled into one, and anyway Serena Deeb wins it, and it was a good match, I enjoyed it, what have you got to say about it mate? Probably not much. So Orange Cassidy fucking rips up Kenny Omega in Don Callis' contract where he could get out the triple threat match and get his own one-on-one championship match against Kenny Omega. Championship. I don't know why you would rip it up. Do you want the one-on-one or do you want the triple threat? Yeah, you're right. What we need to do is get Scott Steiner in here and do the maths because if you go one-on-one, <laughs> you got a 50%. And then if you go in a triple threat... That fifty percent drops to a thirty-three and a third percent, <laughs> but you don't want to count Pac because Pac ain't even going to show up. So you take Pac's thirty-three and a half percent. Just do the rest of the fucking Scott Steiner maths promo. I can't do it. That's far too much equations for me. 
Orange Cassidy fucks off Kenny Omega and Don Callis. They give him another contract to say, let us know what happens next week. So I guess we're going to see what happens next week. He's probably got to wrap that contract up as well. But he'll have a bit of fun with it. Mm-hmm. Best friends will get involved. Maybe the elite will get involved. And we'll have our big stromage. Then in our circle, they accept the stadium stampede part deux. Part deux? I don't know. Part fucking two. You were right. What's the fucking French for two? In a circle, except. Is Jericho going to be fit for it, though? No. I read that his fucking shoulder is all busted up. Right, we're covering this first. We'll cover Jericho first. His shoulder's all busted up. I don't think he's going to be there for Stadium Stampede. We went on Twitter and posted fucking Jeff Cobbs going to substitute for Chris Jericho's party in a circle because he done that appearance how long before the pandemic was it? Mighty came and done a special one of the first like cross promotion things. The I can't remember who he's with. Bring you on, let's say for argument's sake. We tweeted Jeff Cobbs to replace Jericho. Jeff Cobbs liked it. He fucking liked the tweet. He's probably he's the only one that liked the tweet. To be fair. Nice. Um. So yeah, confirmed. T-shirt Jeff in Cobbs mail. in the inner circle for Stadium Stampede Two. If he's not replacing Jericho, is he replacing? Santana. Then our circle saying he's getting out of jail next week. How can you get out of jail that soon for attempted murder <laughs> when you're fucking going to town on somebody with a fucking fork? That's metal. <laughs> Whatever. I'll believe it. I'll believe it. I'll fucking play along like. Maybe they forked up the evidence. Go to kill a man with a fork. <laughs> Three weeks in the jail. Two weeks in the jail? Fuck. Yeah, two weeks in the jail. And then get out in your third week. So Santana is released on bail next week. I mean, they already had the fucking prison jumpsuit, didn't they, for blood and guts, so they probably didn't need to give him a new uniform, just no, you're right. cart him in the back of the police truck and fuck him off. There <laughs> you go, mate. Then Jade Cargo had a backstage bit with, what's his cunt's name, Mark Sterling Esquire. He was saying, nah, nah, you're not going to sign with me for me to be your manager, I'm going to sign with you to represent you. Shite promo, can't be asked with it. I hope this is just fucking leading up to Jade Cargill having somebody big in her corner like what you wouldn't expect, like a Mickey James or somebody. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck us over with this. Don't tease this shit for fucking as long as you have been. And then, I don't know, just don't fucking do it, right? I'm sick of it. Don't do it. <laughs> and then, if you covered, if Maggie's gone through the Red Velvet Serena Deep match, this is another one that I just really didn't tune in to see because it's an NWA women's title match. I don't see them dropping titles on Dynamite, especially from other other fucking wrestling companies. Yeah, I don't see them dropping any titles from another wrestling company on a weekly episode of Dynamite now. Like, maybe it would have been worked last week with John Moxley so that... Yuki Nagata could take it back to New Japan, but not lose a fucking NWA women's title to an AEW wrestler. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense, so I wasn't really interested in the match. Yeah. This is when I started fucking TikTok and browsing a wee bit, but some stuff did catch my attention. It was pretty cool, but it just didn't do a fucking great deal for me, so meh. 
then after this match, fucking Pack got his say about Kerry Omega. I thought it was going to be more than what it is. It's just an angry Pack backstage shouting at a camera. But that's pretty much all you want for Pack, isn't it? Just a fucking angry bearded Geordie dude screaming at a fucking camera. Definitely his wheelhouse. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Then we have an ad break and we come back and it's Anthony Agogo versus Son of a Gun, Austin Gun. <laughs> and I wanted to get the whole fucking machete knife Colt gun in, but I'm raging because it wasn't, it was the wrong gun. I had the fucking wrong gun. How often <laughs> do you do that when you get all prepped up and it turns out you've got the wrong gun in hand? <laughs> machete so knife. fucking, not machete knife, Austin Gun <laughs> gets whipped by Anthony Agogo, gives him Three big haymakers. Uh, they gave him the first one, didn't they? And yeah. then, fucking, there was blood on Anthony Agogo. I thought he took, like, a stupid front bump or something. They accidentally bust his nose open. Yeah. No, nah, no, nah, it turns out he just done some internal <laughs> damage to Austin Gunn. <laughs> Fucked him up and Austin Gunn coughed blood all over him. And predicted it right. Ref stoppage. Anthony Agogo just hit me one too many haymakers. It was a fucking. It was just a story building match, wasn't it? UK versus USA. Yeah. Then after the match, like they brought the fucking flags down. Anthony Ogogo brought down the Union Jack flag. Yeah. And then Cody Rhodes and crew bring out the good old American flag. And do you know the fucking whole backstory with the American flag and how it's represented and stuff and how they take care of it and it's not allowed to touch the ground and stuff? Cause yeah, yeah. You'll notice it. Like, Anthony Ogogo took the American flag, teased, like, spitting on it or putting some <laughs> snot on it or something, then he changes his mind and he balls up and he goes to throw it, but he, like, tosses it up in there so it gives Cody a good chance to catch it. Yeah. And he nearly fucks it up, so fucking Cody the heel, isn't he? I can't remember what it is. You need to show the American flag in a certain way. You can't stand in it and if stuff. the American flag touches the ground... I think you need to, you need to retire the flag. I can't remember if you need to bury it or some shit. But fuck off! It's a certain thing that Americans have. They have mad respect for the flag. It's not allowed to touch the ground. It's not allowed to have any sort of negative connotations with it or something like that. It's weird. Not the American flag, but Jericho got in shit a few years back. I think it was a Brazilian flag, and they like nearly went to jail for it. Whenever the WWE was touring, that's a cool story. Look that one up if you get a chance. If not, I'll fucking talk about it some okay, other time. Then. So what did you make of the match, Mikey? Short and sweet. Was it quick enough for you? Do you want it to last a bit longer? Did it do everything? Did it tick all the boxes? My question for you is, are the rest of the factory anti-American? Or is it just Anthony Agogo? Is he out here fucking saying how America's so shit and everything and the rest of the factory are backing him? Or are they just like, whoa, mate. Fucking slow down a wee bit here. <laughs> this is our country. You're over here working during a fucking pandemic. You should count yourself lucky, you dick. But nah, fuck him. UK all the way. What are you saying, Mikey? What are you thinking of this? Are you wanting to just see the end of it by now? Right, so before we go off flags, like, what, what? so what do you do then? Do you just, like, if the flag drops on the ground, do you just say, I do believe in flags, I do, I do, until the flag ends up reappearing on the top of a fucking pole? Do you know what I mean? I don't know. 
I don't know, man. When Cody came down draped in the American flag, I was like, oh, fucking hell. And then Anthony Gogo's theme starts with Big Ben, and I was like, oh, fucking hell. And yeah, I just didn't give a fuck after that. I just wasn't really that interested in all this shite pattern. Huh? I'm so done. I'm so done. Aye, man, it was, um... Shit. Uh... Yeah, do you know what? Thinking about the fact, I think that's a really good point. Like, are they sitting there like, oh, okay, it's working because it's pissing Cody off, but we need to have a fucking chat with you about this, mate. Can't be throwing flags about willy-nilly. You might end up in a Brazilian jail. I mean, it's like, I don't know, man. Does anyone give a fuck about this in this day and age? Tell you what, write us an email, snapdragonduplex at gmail.com. Send us your fucking thoughts. Go on our fucking Instagram, whatever. Send us a DM. I actually, I genuinely want to know. If you are watching this right now, and you are like, this is awesome storytelling, I'm really into this in this day and age, this is speaking to me in a way that I don't want. Can you explain to me what's good about this, please? Because I'm not even... I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't see anyone in this day and age being like, yeah, man, this is what I really want in my storytelling. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just don't get it because the cultural thing. Maybe I just don't understand it because I'm not American. And maybe that's why it's not making me interested at all. Because on this side of the pond, no one gives a fuck like that. Or like, I would be really surprised if there's anyone from the UK right now who's like, yeah, you show him, Anthony. You show him. Like, I just don't... Nah. I just don't see it. Maybe if you did it like... it. The only time I could ever see that working is if it was like a tournament, right? And it was like the World Cup of Wrestling, not the shitty WWE one they did, right? But like, like they did like a international tournament of all the best wrestlers from all over the world. And then at that point, Anthony Ogogo was in the final against Cody. Then I'd be like, okay, cool. I want him to win because he's from the UK. But that's it. Do you know what I mean? Like he's not... Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, this doesn't... Other than that, as a normal storyline, I thought this shit was left behind in the 80s, but what can you do? Here we are. Boring. Right, so, that gives us a backstage promo. Promo. I keep saying promo, man. It's an interview. SCU. And um, Christopher Daniels, there's kind of chat of him retiring. They, they show up a tweet of his saying that he might be retired or implying that maybe this is the end of the line. And he won't comment on it, and he just fucking walks away. So he shakes Frankie's hand, gives him a wee hug, whispers sweet nothings into his ear, and then he fucks off. And Frankie is raging at all the Starfish Island boys. And it's no wonder, is it? There's fucking no wonder. So anyway, we get Miro in the ring, and he would like to thank Big Jesus himself for protecting him and making him a big, strong boy. Big Jesus, eh? What's he like? What's he fucking like? What a dude. So, Miro's raging that he has to defend it. Defend it. He has to defend his title at double or nothing against Lance Archer. And I was thinking, that's a fucking huge first defence. That's a fucking match, by the way. That's difficult. And I'm like, who's going to win? And I'm... To me, it feels a bit strange that they haven't given us any build-up. They're just like, okay, cool, Lance, you're fighting Miro. And you're like, well, Miro needs legitimacy, right? So he needs to win. He needs to win. 
But where does that leave you with Lance Archer? Because they were building him up with the Sting thing and all that, that he's going to be the next big thing, right? So do we have this as the way that they get him away from Jake the Snake and into Sting's beautiful face-painted arms? Uh, do we get Matt Hardy showing up again and screwing him over? Do we get Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky involved? Are the Dark Order going to be there? It's just going to be a huge dramash and Miro just wins. And The probable answer is yes to all. It will be impossible to follow. That's what I think is going to happen. be fucking heaps of shit going on. But Lance Archer is going to get fucked out of this, basically. But Miro's not going to cheat. Miro's going to pin him clean. Well, not clean. Miro's going to pin him and it's going to be within the rules so he doesn't get a rematch but there's going to be shenanigans or distractions from elsewhere so Archer still looks strong and then you can have maybe a feud with these guys make Archer face again or you can have a feud with whoever the fuck screws him over but I think this might be the way to get rid of Jake the Snake for Archer and get rid is a harsh term because I think Jake's done a really really good job and I like to see him but hey, maybe the dude needs a break. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. Also, Lance Archer kind of came out here. He looked pretty fucking tired, kind of bags under his eyes. I wonder if he's been chilling out with Matt Riddle backstage, but that's by the by. So we had fucking Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian. Daniels just fucking walks off looking pretty pissed off. And it looks though like this could be like Frankie's single run for a while, which would be good. I'm going to love this. See if it's Frankie versus the Elite. I will be buzzing for it. It'll be cool to see him going up like against Brandon Cutler for a bit, Michael Nakazawa working his way through the elite. But I think like that's all you've got, isn't it? Like they're your they're your lower tier. You've got they two. Then the scum. It's Frankie Kazarian. I think he's going to have banger matches with everyone, but particularly if he gets a one on one match with Carol Anderson, I think that's just going to be an absolute banger of a match mm-hmm. that is going to be like uh see you get your special aw wednesday night shows yeah like the fucking st baddies day spash the crossroads what was the fucking last one? Oh, blood and guts oh, I, two weeks ago blood and guts that will be a good match for one of these shows i think they'll put on a fucking a good a good match like then the miro the miro promo this was just like a fucking really good segment between Miro and Lance Archer they were just Miro's trash talking, Lance Archer interrupts Lance Archer is so fucking good on the mic now, you wonder why Jake Roberts is with him mm-hmm. would you move Jake Roberts on by this point and pair him with somebody else? Yeah If you would, who would you stick him with Mikey? Oh, I don't know uh, Who would I fucking stick him with? That's a question Matt Seidel? Um, no I don't know, who's a fucking, who's a heel but quite shite on the mic? But it's Jake Roberts in it, you don't want to boo him. Fuck me, man, that's a hard one. Jake Roberts for a singles run, give him a Legends title or something, (laughs) Jake Roberts. Jake the Snake. A couple of things that I liked was fucking Lance Archer called Miro the Bulgarian bitch, (laughs) popped my tits off, and Miro told Jake Roberts, no matter how much yoga you do, I'll still fucking kill you, you old dick. (laughs) <laughs> Loved it. Not that he killed the old dick, but the fact that he was referring to the DDP yoga stuff. <laughs> this was just like a good fucking back and forward that didn't end in a brawl. Not everything needs to end in an Ulster match, and this just showed it. Now this is like one of the 
I'm probably buzzing for all the double or nothing, but this is one of the bigger matches that I'll be looking forward to, mate. Yeah. So go on, give us the fucking main event of the night, the Varsity Blondes versus the Young Bucks. Okay, main event of the evening, here we go. Young Bucks versus Randy's Boys, the bemulleted, One Tree Hill jacket wearing Varsity Blondes. And... Holy fuck, by the way, Julia Hart's entrance, she was flipping around like a fucking fidget spinner. She looked mad. Um, The Bucks came out looking like a strippogram for a fucking Yeti. And the Bucks are wrestling in their Air Dior's again. Fuck these guys, man. Fuck these guys. The Varsity Blondes were doing like their tag team moves, getting all their fucking like duo moves in, and I was enjoying them, man. They were getting the Bucks out of the ring, then they started doing the Young Bucks pose in the middle of the ring, and that was probably the first time I've ever popped for these guys. I was like, yeah, fucking fair play, man, fair play, you're putting a show on. Um, the Young Bucks were doing their fake tag team shtick again, uh, you know, when they're behind the ref and they do the whole, and they pretend they've tagged them. But this one was fucking bizarre, right? This one didn't give them an advantage at all. They did the fake tag, and then the ref turns around, and they do a real tag. So, as far as the ref knows, say it's Matt or Nick, it doesn't matter. So, Matt tags Nick in, Nick tags Matt back in, what the fuck have they gained? Nothing. Stupid, right? What was the point? So, Nick Jackson does his cool thing, you know where he floats over the turnbuckle, and then does like a running kick, he did that to Griff Garrison's face, and it was excellent. Matt Jackson puts Brian Pillman Jr., into a sharpshooter, Nick sprays him in the face with the aerosol can, and yeah, nothing really comes of it, he, he, he gets out of it. So, Matt Jackson whips out a can, and Julia Hart grasses him up. She's like, oh, look at the ref, he's got a can, he's got a can. So, the ref grabs the can off him, he's like, fucking hear you with a can, man, you can't be doing this, he throws it out, and as he throws it out, Matt Jackson pulls another aerosol out, sprays Julia in the face. <laughs> I'm fucking pissing myself. So, I mean, what can you say? Snitches get stitches, but grasses get gases. Right in the fucking face. And then we get, you know, your wee roly-poly, and we end with Brian Pillman Jr. tapping out after being put into another sharpshooter, and then eating a super kick in the face. And, you know, we're celebrating, and then they're enjoying it, they're milking it, they're milking it as they do. And then we get an interruption from Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, who now are next in line for an opportunity at the tag belts, as of tonight. And they choke the Young Bucks out. Eddie Kingston gives Matt and Nick Jackson a gorbles goodbye. He steals their shoes and he fucking runs away. So that was excellent. This match was good. This was probably the best match of the show. Um, Then, I mean, I've kind of gone through why I liked it. Overall thoughts for the show... Was that it wasn't that great? It was a bit of a nothing show, really. Like the, I mean, what did we really get? We got, I mean, we now know that Miro's gonna be fighting Lance Archer, but there was no build, so okay, you could have fucking put that out as a tweet, and it would have had the same fucking real bite, if you know what I mean. Um, we have Eddie Kingston and John Moxley are now the new number one contenders for the tag titles, and you're like, okay, cool, Mox is going going for another belt. Yeah, fine. That's pretty much it, man. Nothing else really happened. The only thing that got me really excited going forward was the was Pac's really angry promo about Kenny Omega. And I was like, you know what, man, I'm excited to see 
Pack versus Kenny Omega, and then the fact you've got Orange Cassidy in the mix is just going to make it so much more entertaining. So I thought, fuck it, man, you're going to have three excellent wrestlers having an excellent match, and that got me excited with Double or Nothing, and nothing else really did. So that's my thoughts, man. Let's hear your lovely thoughts. So fucking Young Bucks beat Varsity Blondes, as you expect, fucking fair enough, but this was a good showcase match for the Varsity Blondes rather than a fucking squash match every week. Yeah. Or the fucking Fatal 4 tag team that they were in for the Blood and Guts. They were half decent. Liked it. We're starting to see them a bit more now. Not in a fucking squashy way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, fair enough. I'm not mad on them right now, but I reckon they will grow on me when we get a bit more of Brian Pillman Jr. and who the fuck is Griff Garrison. <laughs> and it looks like they're now getting paired with Julia Hart. Who was she fucking in a squash match against last week or the oh, week before? Thunder Rosa? Can't remember, but they've got her a place now. Cool. Fair enough. They must they must be seeing something in her like. Moxley and Kingston come out end of the match and just beat up on the young bucks. Steal their trainers. Cool. And steal their socks. If that's your thing. I mean, like, you're getting paid by AEW. You're getting paid by Tony Khan. The rumour <laughs> is he's just secured like an eight figure deal a seven figure deal no an eight figure deal eight figure. for now going on TBS next year don't know what's happening with TBS and TNT and all that stuff if you know Mikey I don't enlighten us if not we'll fucking look it up and try and get clarity on it next week I do not I hate how fucking the US deal with their networks and stuff and they just change just get a stay on BT Sports or Sky Sports something like that right I know we're sorted. But we'll figure it out, because apparently they're going to TBS. I don't know if that's part of Turner Network, but they're still keeping the TNT title when they move to TBS. Whatever. Right, that's not what the fucking point is here. Eddie Kingston still sucks because Tony Khan's a tight cunt. <laughs> and then, remember when I said earlier, oh, I've got a point to make and I'll come back to it later. This is me coming back to it later now. Oh. So, be. when did Moxley and Kingston become ranked number one contenders or whatever it is? Tonight. Because, right, so May the 12th, the rankings there, they weren't even in the top five. The top five is SEU as the number one contenders. Yeah. Varsity Blondes. Yeah. Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, who were undefeated with a record of 6-0. and all. Okay. Then they acclaimed, right. and at ranked number five, it was FTR with a record of 4-0. and all. Right. Then May 19th came round. SEU are out the rankings because they've broke up. They got beat, so they're out the top five. They're out AEW. <laughs> and then Varsity Blondes became number one contenders. Yep. Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page are still undefeated and they picked up a, another win within that week, so they're now 7-0. and I think they were under Varsity Blondes. Then it was the acclaimed. Yeah. Then John Moxley and Eddie Kingston came in at ranked number four with a record of four and zero. Right. And FTR are still sitting at fifth place with a record of four and zero. Okay. Now you're probably thinking, Randy's got this big fucking rant planned. I don't even think I do. They're just fucking their own systems, and that's messed me up. Surely you would think Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page are going to be the ones that have got the title shot next because yeah. of their record of fucking seven and zero, yeah. undefeated. And only starting since, like, the last big pay-per-view. 
So in two weeks, fucking Moxley and Kingston come from not ranked at all to number one contenders. And it's just fucking me about. Yep. I mean, I'm excited for the match. I'm going to enjoy the match. But don't tell me the ranks matter when they clearly don't. You've just shot all over them, right? Yeah, I know. I agree. I mean, we've got another week of Dynamite before Double or Nothing. You had next week. They could have done something then. They could have put Moxley and Eddie Kingston against Ethan Page in Scorpio Sky. And then that gets them the rank above them. But don't tell me that fucking Moxley and Kingston were a rank of 4-0 and or 5-0 and are ranked above Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky who have now got a rank of 7-0 and just because the story makes sense, just because this, they want this to be the story. Do like a number one contenders match, do a tag team gauntlet match or some shit. Yeah. That would have made more sense. Mm-hmm. But that's me, that's all my fucking rant is. Don't shit on your own rankings yeah. just because you want Eddie Kingston, John Moxley versus the Young Bucks. We all want that. Just have it make sense. Don't fucking put them in there with a record of 5-0 and now, whenever Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page are fucking well up there. But, watch this. Watch me fucking eat my words, because we'll run through the card for next week, and Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page will probably get fucking beat off Evil Leno and Stu Grayson of the Dark Order. <laughs> but with that, let's run through the card of next week. Let's do it to it. First up, we have Miro, the TNT champion, taking on Dante Martin of Top Flight, is it? Yep. I can't remember if this is a TNT title match, is it? I don't know. Probably. But who's the pick? For me, it's Miro. For Mikey, it's Miro. It's Dante Martin. Fuck I'm kidding, mate. You can, you can have Miro as well. Let's just have a Miro party. Aye. Happy Miro Day, mate. Oh, mate, thanks. Who Happy you picking? Miro Day to you. I'm picking Miro. Surprise, surprise. Next, we have advertised Joey Janela versus Hangman Adam Page. They were saying that this is a fucking rematch of two or three years ago. Yes. If you're saying that is like fucking 90% of the matches, not a rematch for <laughs> five years ago, six years ago. Fucking. Yeah, <sighs> I like it, I like it. So who are you taking for this? It could go either way for me because you can build Hangman, record back up, get him another win. Or you could very easily say Team Taz are going to come down and shit all over Adam Page. And that'll get Joy Janela a win. I think you're going to take Adam Page, so I'm taking Joy Janela just just for. Just for. We should have a fucking betting system where if you've got more correct results by the end of the year, you get something. But that's what we'll do. It's the haircut versus haircut. If I've got more right answers, you need to get the fucking... Sean Spears haircut, and if you've got more right, I'll get the Brian Pillman Jr. cut. So who are you taking, Joy Zanella or Hangman Page? Tell you what, we'll make a trophy, because there's fucking no way I'm going to get the Sean Spears haircut when all you've got is the fucking Brian Pillman, you know, business at the front part of the back. You'd probably get away with that. Sean Spears thing is fucking shagged at the front and shagged at the back. It's not, it's not good. It is not good. So, um, yeah... It's, it's Hangman Page, you're right, I'm I'm taking Adam Page. I just can't see Joey Janela beating him. Even with Team Taz, who will probably make an appearance, I, I just still can't see it. I just can't see it. So, unless they're trying to get him a wee bit further down the ranks so that they can stop him from getting to the world title fast. But no, I can't see it. Hangman Adam Page. But yeah, we should make a trophy. Actually start keeping track of our scores. That'd be good. 
Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that, man. Um, right, my notes are fucking over the place here. I'm trying to get through the matches first. The next match, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson of the Dark Order versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. So it's a heel team versus a heel team because the Dark Order are now heels because they can't be asked making the save for anybody on time. Okay. Show up five minutes late. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think this... I will... If Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page get the win, that's just going to piss me off even more because then they'll have like a record of 8-0 and and they're still not number one contenders. So I'm wanting Evil Uno and Stu Grayson to win. Could Matt Hardy and his party get involved to fuck up the Dark Order because that's still a thing that's going on? Or does Sting and Darby Allen just do a fucking like a tag team gauntlet match and throw every cunt out there, right? Yeah, So my pick is the Dark Order. Who are you taking? I'm taking Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Um, they've they've obviously got a lot of wins, and I guess a lot of that's on elevation or dark or whatever. So, to go back to your point earlier on about them not being number one contenders, it would have been so easy for them to be. I just had a thought about it. How easy would it have been for them to be like, "Oh, we're number one contenders," but fuck you, whoever wins this next match can have it because we're going after Darby Allen and Sting. I don't care about the belts right now. We've just said we want to kill Darby Allen, so I've got murder on my mind. Fuck the belts. And that would have been cool, man. That would have been like, wow, okay, these guys are kind of psychos. But um, no, they didn't do that. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win. The last match that I think we've got advertised then... Nah, well, sorry. Two more. Jade Cargill in an open challenge. That's pretty much Jade. That's the same as Jade Cargill is in action. Yes. Which means Jade Cargill is having a squash match. Agreed. Who are you taking, Jade Cargill or the jobber? <laughs> Never got to give you time to answer. We're all on Jade Cargill. Yeah. Then the last match I've got here is Darby Allen versus Caesar Banone. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that could stop Darby Allen from interfering in the tag match, could it? Yeah. I think I'm taking Caesar Bononi for this one anyway, because he's just okay. a big bad bastard. Who's you taking, Mikey? Darby. I'm taking Darby. Right, other than that, we've got like three or four stupid fucking segments announced. Anthony Ogogo and Cody Rhodes weigh in. It's going to end in an Ulstromage brawl with the factory and the family. The Inner Circle Celebration... I don't think this is going to be like the inner circle. I think this is going to be the pinnacle mocking the inner circle in some sort of way. It's going to be a shite promo. But that's what we're kind of used to now. Also, we've got the Hikaru Shida one year as champ celebration. Mm-hmm. And because I said the fucking inner circle celebration is going to be a pinnacle thing, this might be a Britt Baker thing, but you wouldn't do that twice on one show, would you? That just doesn't make sense. Well, mm, nothing like fucking makes sense, but it's just shite writing if you do it twice. So maybe there will be a genuine Hikaru Shida celebrating, and then she gets interrupted by by Britt Baker, mm-hmm. Britt Baker, Britt Baker. And then the last one we've got is Orange Cassidy responds to Kenny Omega's offer of his Steiner math. Mm-hmm. Well, at least fucking Kenny, uh, at least Orange Cassidy has had a week to work on the maths. Yeah. And he knows his true odds of winning against Kenny Omega and Pac. Yes. On a triple threat match compared to Kenny Omega in a one on one match. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Go, go get the fucking Steiner maths and work it out for us, Mikey. 33 and a third. So who, what are your thoughts on the segments? Have you got any wild calls that you're wanting for it? Do you think Jericho and Santana are both got to be fit for Stadium Stampede 2? I feel like they're probably not, mate. I feel like probably not going to get Jericho there. Santana will be there. Um, Jericho, no. The Brit, the Hikaru Shido thing is definitely going to be a Brit Baker thing. I think there might even be blood involved. Uh, she's got to interrupt the beetle and shit out of her. And Orange Cassidy, I think that segment just going to be another... And that'll be it. It'll be cool. He's not going to say it. Or he might say something really eloquent. I like when he does that. Right, that's another week of dynamite in the bag. In the bag. So next week, I think myself and Mikey were talking about it and we're going to do a two-for-one show. We're going to do the dynamite and double or nothing and a oneer because yeah. we think dynamite is actually going to be a Friday night episode rather than a Wednesday night. So that's got to fuck us up timing-wise. Then we've got the fucking double or nothing party. I'm having a party. I'm home for it. Fuck it. Yeah. Mikey's invited. We'll see how we're feeling. If we're up for it or not. Then we're going to be rough as fuck Monday and maybe record on a Tuesday. Oh, this could be a rough one. Like, yeah, this could be a rough one. Just keep drinking. Anyway, thank you very much, Mikey. Thank you, Marks and Shaggers. Go get me on Twitch at Randy Phil. Go follow fucking Snapdragon Duplex everywhere and anywhere. Take care of yourselves and mind what you're doing. Love y'all. Randy Phil. Right, well, thanks very much everyone for listening. Cheers, Randy, for all your thoughts and opinions. We love them all, even the bad ones. So, yeah, no, it was good. Good fun. Uh, Shite episode of Dynamite, but good episode of the podcast, I hope. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, Catch us everywhere you get all your fucking... You know the socials, you know what they all are, you know the websites, just fucking Google up Snapdragon Duplex, you'll find us there. Send us all your thoughts at snapdragonduplex at gmail.com and catch us on the website www.snapdragonduplex.co.uk Get all our episodes of the podcast on there, you can download them, send them to your more, do whatever you want with them. And as always, peace and love and see you next week. <laughs>